0: So a scripture that came to my mind and I believe um, is appropriate perhaps for this um, occasion is taken in the, the book of Acts chapter two. I'd like to read several verses from the book of Acts chapter two and uh, it's titled the Acts of the Apostles in the King James Version but uh, perhaps we should Think of it more of the acts of the Holy Spirit in the church at the beginning of the church age. Chapter 2, the book of Acts. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came the sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire, and it sat upon each of them. And they were filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And they were dwelling at Jerusalem, Jews, devout men, out of every nation under heaven. Now when this was noised abroad, the multitude came together and were confounded because that every man heard them speak in his own language and they were all amazed and marveled saying one to another behold are not all these which speak Galileans and how we hear every man in his own tongue wherein we were born Parthians and Medes and Elamites and dwellers in Mesopotamia and Judea and Cappadocia in Pontus and Asia Phrygia, Pamphylia in Egypt, and parts of Libya about Cyrene and strangers of Rome, Jews and proselytes, Cretes and Arabians, we do hear them speak in our tongues the wonderful works of God. And they were all amazed and were in doubt, saying one to another, What meaneth this? Others, mocking, said, These men are full of new wine. But Peter, standing up with the eleven, lifted up his voice and said unto them, Ye men of Judea, and all ye that dwell at Jerusalem, be this known unto you, and hearken to my words. For these are not drunkens, as ye suppose, seeing it is but the third hour of the day. But this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel and it shall come to pass in the last days, saith God I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy and your young men shall see visions and your old men shall dream dreams and on my servants and on my handmaids I will pour out in those days of my spirit and they shall prophesy. And I will show wonders in heaven above and signs in the earth beneath, blood and fire and vapor of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the great and notable day of the Lord. And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. I've read up to an including Verse 21, and may the Lord bless the reading of his word. This came to me, this passage, because one of many reasons um, in our studies on the book of Revelation in the past two or three months, we looked at the origins of Babylon. We talked about the mystery harlot Babylon and, and the Babylon, the great, Harlot is fallen the city is fallen God will destroy the city And We went back to the book of Genesis which I want to share now with you as well in the book of Genesis chapter 10 when Nimrod if you will uh, Was a king Of that place they call Babel which was the city and he actually Gave the is believed Moses wrote the first five books of the of the Torah. Uh, gave all the different tribes and nations from which originated mankind, if you will, after the flood. And in this in this table of nations, uh, every son of Noah was listed: Ham. Shem and Japheth, and then their descendants were listed and from the t- from the tribe of Shem, we get the Semites. they were the the, the the offspring of Ishmael, Abraham, and so forth, and before that right Nahor and, and uh, Terah back in Babylonia and if you look at your map. Um, on my Bible app I have uh, the map of where these nations are and you will see that the, Sh- the the Semites or those that came from Shem are mainly to the east up around Ur er the Chaldees Baghdad today uh, Iran and then down south into the Sinai Peninsula basically that's the the tribe of Shem or the Semites and of course, around Jerusalem, because that's where the Jews are called the Semites as well, being children of Abraham. And most of those of Ham were about, around northern Africa, and and some into Canaan. And then Japheth, um, his was mainly the Greek origins up in Europe. And and uh, and when I looked at this map, and and I looked at these uh, tribes, uh. It's actually the history of God, God's creation in this area which is called the Fertile Crescent. And the nation of Iran today comes from that genealogy. Um, if you look in the Bible, the ancient name for that. That nation today is Elam the Elamites and then you have the uh, the Ashur tribes the Assyrians and then you have the the Aram tribe which is the Syrians and whatever we have today is historically mapped to this table of nations and there's more Um, and so when I read the second chapter chapter of acts the people that were there present on the inauguration if you will on the birth of the church this was the beginning of the church age where god had manifested himself with miracles with tongues with the holy spirit descending it says that were there were jews there devout jews and there were They came from every nation under heaven. This was the table of nations. And and my mind then went back and said, where did the Jews come in 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 the east? Well, if we remember from our studies, those Jews that were taken captive into, into Babylon from Judah, many stayed in Babylon after the exile returned they had established lands they had established homestead families their roots were established and many didn't come back but sometime later those that had come from Persia Elam had made their way back to Jerusalem maybe they got tugged by God calling them back they were going to be called back to the to the to the nation of Israel to Jerusalem and they were here present at this point in time it even enumerates them one by one in in, in chapter 2 verse 9 it says the first ones that were that were named were the Parthians they're from Persia that they were probably the second generation from the early beginnings of the nation of Persia The Medes, which is also from that area. They came from the, apparently, the Media tribe or the clan. And the Persians, they were the the two kings that reigned at the same time. Darius, the Mede, and Cyrus, the Persian. And Cyrus is actually named by Isaiah a hundred years before that would ever happen. I think it was at least a hundred years. In chapter 45 of Isaiah, God says, I will call my servant Cyrus, and he's going to open up the brass gates of Babylon. And he's going to come, and he's going to let my people go, take them out of exile. He was the one that started the decree for the nation of Israel, or Judah should I say, to leave Babylon. This history goes a long way back, yet it seems so a short span of years. Two and a half thousand, maybe? And then you've got the Elamites, again, the roots of Persia. And then you have Mesopotamia, which is at the, the corner of the Persian Gulf that's where Abraham left that's where God's story began with Abraham when he took him out of Ur of the Chaldees up into Mesopotamia down into Canaan and that's where the nation of Israel had its origin through Isaac and then Jacob who became Israel and in the book of Revelation it says that God is going is going to get from every tribe and nation and clime People that believe in the gospel of Jesus Christ. I remember once um, watching a documentary or a depiction of of the believers that became believers in Iran. You can see for yourself so many miracles that are happening over there today. It is believed that the church in Iran, the Christian. Uh, church in Iran is is growing at the fastest rate in the world at the moment. Now they have their own uh, other, if you will, denominations there, like the Armenian Orthodox and the the Catholics and so forth. But we're talking of those that have now converted from Islam. And my heart was so warmed when six years ago. I was sitting in the front bench, and I heard a Muslim, a former Muslim, say, I believe in the shed blood of Jesus Christ. That just put something through me to hear. The one that believed in this other prophet that the world has gone after, or a quarter of the world has gone after, or a fifth of the world has gone after, sitting in Richmond Hill Church, And said I believe in the shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ this is a wonder that the Prophet says even though it was spoken to you and shown you you will not believe it who would believe that today Numbers are, I don't maybe I'm wrong, but numbers are ten to 20,000 that are being converted from Islam to Christianity. And you know what? Every single believer that comes to, 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 to Christ, whether you're, whether you're Persian, whether you're Arabic, whether you're Greek, whether you're Cyrenian, whether you are Libyan, whether you are Egyptian, or Phrygian, or Asian, or Cappadocian, Every single one is a child of God and there is no difference. For with God there's no barbarian, no Scythian, no male, no female, no uncircumcised or circumcised, but they're all in one in Christ Jesus. And that's what makes the gospel such a beautiful a beautiful gospel. With God all lives matter. All lives matter. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever should should believe in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Eternal life. And when the people saw this they thought what's going on? The tongues. They're actually not babbling. Today you hear about those that speak in tongues and and they babble. That's maybe it came from the actual, from the confusion of Babylon I don't know but the tongues that are spoken here are, are, are in the Greek glossolalia which means languages they spoke no languages because I said look they could hear everyone in their own language that's a miracle these are unlearned Galileans these are Galileans that are speaking what's going on you're drunk with wine they said and peter said no 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 standing up he lifted up his voice and said ye men of judea and ye that dwell at jerusalem be known unto you and hearken to my words put it on the record today listen to what i'm saying to you for these aren't drunk as you suppose seeing it is the third hour it's nine o'clock in the morning but that which was spoken of by the prophet Joel in the Old Testament, the prophet Joel, the one that also said you see Jerusalem come to war, come to battle around the Valley of Jehoshaphat, the Valley of Decision. The Valley of Decision, there's gonna be a judgment. And he gives you some uh, insight into the last days, and then he he says, and it shall come to pass in these days, said God. Said God, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams, and on my servants and upon my handmaids I will pour out in those days of my spirit, and they shall prophesy. And I will show wonders in heaven above, signs in the earth beneath, blood and fire and vaporous smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the great and notable day of the Lord shall come. And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. He is basically saying the same thing that that the Apostle Paul said in Romans 10 for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And this warms my heart, as I said, with when I heard the testimony of Brother Sattar, and then later on his wife, Marjan, it was a, a blessing to hear, and I'd like to call up Sartar now, if he can come up here, and um, to give us what transpired in his life and why he is here as a believer in our church today. I'm just going to stand up next to you. You can take your mask off. Yeah, feel free. And um, I'll give you some assistance if you need it. And maybe I'll ask you some prodding questions. Sure, please. So just feel free.
1: Uh, you're having me here. Uh, most of you may know me and some not. My name is Sattar. My last name is Alizadeh. I'm from uh, south of Iran. I born there. And um, I've been with God since I was a little kid. I grew up in a Muslim family. My parents, they were Muslim, and uh, my brothers, sisters. And um, I remember when I was 10 years old, uh, I was watching a TV series uh, during the Shah time on, on that time. AND um, MOST OF THE the AMERICAN uh, uh, MOVIES uh, THEY WERE SHOWING OVER THERE. SO ONE OF THE TV SERIES THAT I WAS WATCHING WAS CALLED THE the LEATHER HOUSE and THE Prey. I LOVED THAT uh, TV SERIES. AND I WAS WATCHING IT AND I SAID, GOD, IT WAS SUNDAY THAT PEOPLE, THEY WERE GOING TO CHURCH AND SAID, GOD, i want these people to be around me this is amazing that i seen that people they are i don't see any word in them so i was uh, that was my prayer and asking god uh, to give me these uh, those people so i am going to i'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be beside them i'm i'm going to be part of their family i came uh, to canada 19, 4th of May 1989. And even here, I was practicing my uh, Islam. And then, um, what I'm doing, I'm I'm uh, I'm doing uh, I'm cutting hair, barber. 1997, I started to work in an uh, Asian Court Mall, Kennedy and Shepherd. It was uh, a guy over there. Uh, he was uh, Christian, and uh, always I seen him as reading the Bible. And then uh, one day he was telling me that you all gonna go to hell. I said, why? He said, uh, because um, you are a Muslim. You not believe in uh, what uh, we believe, and we believe what we believe is right. I said, well, obviously it's not my fault that I born in that country and I raised in that family and I believe what I believe. Then one day, um, I had a phone call from back home, uh, which is uh, my sister, uh, um, she was crying and she was saying that uh, her son got burned by uh, benzene or you call it oil or gas 98% of his body she was crying she was asking me for help i said uh, what what can i do if doctor cannot do nothing so what, what I, I can do nothing It was evening i went outside and i started to ask god i said god I don't think uh, the, you want to confuse us that he brought all those religion on this earth. I'm hearing here, you said with the name of Jesus, you're going to raise the dead from the grave. If this is true, then show it to me. He's just 17 years old. Don't break his mom's heart. So a couple of days after, I just uh, called the hospital. I want to see what's going on. Uh, how's he doing? Doctor says I don't know what happened to this kid, uh, but it looks like a miracle happened to him. His skin is healing by itself. And two days after, they release him from hospital, which is mir- Uh, The the media, the TV, radio, they said, they came and they said, there's a miracle happened to this kid. After that, I was sitting one day, I came to the shop and I saw one of my uh, co-workers, he was upset. He was Muslim, Muslim they have uh, two, one is uh, Shia they call and one is Sunni. Sunni is a little bit more strict than Shia. I said, what's wrong? He said, "Um, one of my buddy, he has a cancer. I said, I know uh, you don't believe and um, I just find something and uh, he show me, but you just give me his name. I'm going to pray for him. I'm going to see what uh, God want to say. So I started to pray for that uh, person and a week after I was just asking, see how's he doing. He says, we don't know what happened. He went to the doctor to check. There is no cancer in his body. Two days after, I saw another friend and he was crying. I said, what's what's happening? He says, they kidnapped my brother in Iraq, which is bubbling on that time. It just came out of my mouth and I told him, don't worry, in two days you're going to get the result. In two days they called him, they released his brother, and they killed the rest. After that I came and I went to the shop, I said, I asked the guy, do you have a Bible? He says, yeah, I said, give me that. Since that day, I started to read the Bible, till today, I didn't put it down. Because this book is not just an ordinary book. We not just put information in our body. We put life inside. Because it is alive, it's talking to you. It's a book that doesn't need correction, but it's correcting everyone on this earth. It's absolutely amazing book. In my life, I seen it myself. He grabbed my hand from that part of the world, and he brought me here, which is today I'm standing. Which is we call it uh, faith that you believe something that you don't see. That you believe that they're gonna take the bones of Jacob from Egypt and take it to Israel. God asking Abraham leave your town and go where I'm telling you to go, which is promised land. Abraham was six years old on that time. He left the town, but he didn't go to the promised land directly. He went to the town that uh, his father and his nephew were living over there. This is a message after 15 years, he left the town because his father passed away and he went to promised land. So at the age of 75, this is what's what telling you that uh, faith is not perfection, it's a direction that he's telling you to go. When he's telling you to go somewhere, his its name name on it. He says, "Promise," which means he never lied to us. In this pandemic day, everybody worried about temptation. All those things attacking because devil is attacking. Today we are here to tell shame to devil and give victory to our Lord. He's trying to stop in us, but Matthew chapter six verse twenty-five to thirty-two or thirty-four is talking about that. Not to be worried. We have lots of giants on this earth, such as worried, anger, doubt, loneliness, jealousy, fear. All those giants on this earth, same as, you know, uh, the Jewish nation, they were afraid of nine feet and two inches giant, but they forgot. God told them, this is a promise. You don't need to do nothing. You just have to go there. So basically, another meaning of faith is trust. We have to trust him. God says, there is no giant on this earth can be higher than him. So why are we worried? If he can do the greatest thing, and the biggest thing, which is our mechanism, our body, why are we worried about the food and clothes to wear? If he can do all those things. Worried is a box, which is nothing in there. But to the praise is a box; is lost. Everything's in there. God says, "Ask." God says, "Seek," and God says, "Knock." In all of those, He's just telling us, "Ask." Even when I fi- my fingers get hurt, I'm asking Him to heal it. I'm like a like a dog lying down in front of him and asking him to do whatever he wants to do in my life. I hope um, today was uh, God that actually he sent me here. I was sitting and reading a Bible and then uh, I said, God, uh, I want to do something. I want to give a message. I want to encourage people. Then suddenly, he said, why don't you call uh, Brother Doug? I called Brother Doug. And then right away, without thinking, he was telling me, why don't you come on Sunday and do your testimony so the people, they, they, they didn't hear it, so they can hear it, so they can be encouraged in their life. life uh, today's life is uh, full of pressure. but sometimes god allow those things happen to us because he wants to make us better stronger later later on in life the best example of this you can look in a genesis uh, joseph when his brothers they sold him to the egypt as a slave and after that he went to to jail for things that he never done but all those things must happen so he can become a prime minister of uh, Egypt so he can be able to forgive his brothers what they done in their life in his life Pr- pressure in life is, is like a pressure cooking so uh, cook faster and better tasty that's why we need pressure in our life, not to be worried all those things in life. Because in Philippians, God says, through adversity, always joy is going to come out. May God bless each one of you. Thank you.
0: Just a couple of questions, Brother Satar. How did you end up at our church? What
1: Oh, uh, it um, come yeah, I forgot to, uh, to mention that uh, when I was, uh, when I was uh, Asian, Asian Court Mall and I met uh, uh, Brother Mike Savin, and he said, um do you come to our church in Richmond Hill? I said, okay, so we, I start. I went to Richmond Hill. As soon as I saw the church, it's real. I, uh, um, God, remind me of the the little house in the pray, the, the, that the people that I was looking for. I can see the beauty, beauty inside of each one of them. God, hold my hand. He asked me to come here. He left my. He, he want me to leave my brother and sisters. But he's a multiplier. Look how many brothers sisters he gave me. He's, he's absolutely amazing.
0: What did it cost you? Like, what was the reaction of your family back home when they found out that you were a Christian? What did they say? What did they do? Um,
1: I, um, I asked, um, actually, the, I told my father before he passed away. I said, uh, Dad, I found uh, what I, wa- I was looking for, because I seen myself inside of that belief. And he said, actually, this is a beautiful religion.
0: That's what he said. We have, we have uh, another brother in Windsor, which Brother Zoran and Sister Edith would know of, that was also faced with this, but he was ostracized cut off from his family basically uh, because he converted to Christianity. And if you look at in Iran today, uh, we have another brother in um, New Jersey, Gary, I forget how to pronounce his real name, but he's also, he was actually uh, beaten for his faith because he was evangelizing his family in Iran. And the government officially came down with a edict, I think it was 2008 that if anyone if any Muslim converts to Christianity he will face the death penalty so converting to Christianity in in Iran and maybe other countries too I'm not sure other Muslim countries is punishable by death Uh, and there are so many testimonies where there's private bible studies in houses mm-hmm. and, and and wherever else that if they get caught the iranians that is the muslims that they are immediately sentenced to prison and they face court dates and whatever happens after that uh i don't know all the details but that was quite a, a, a challenge uh, for you that you would face did you think about that when you was converting to christianity no no as the Apostle
1: Paul says, uh, "Dead is a gain for us. Um, I know that uh, if I go back home and if they know, for sure, they're going to kill me. But it's better for me, so I'm going to get uh, faster to see my Lord.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you, brother Satar. Oh, thank I, you. I really appreciate it. Um, his dear wife is not here. We would like to have her as well. But, uh, that was another story. How did she take it when you became a Christian? Um,
1: my wife, um, well, every Sunday I was uh, going to church. And then uh, she told me that, um, what a loser. Why are you the only day that is your day off and you're going to church? One thing that um, um, God um, teaching me to be patient. Patient is always solving the problem. We just have to be patient and pray and ask God to touch. When the time is ready, even sometimes when the kids, they run away from the uh, house, if you force them to come back, they are not going to learn nothing. They have to come willingly, same as those two kids that uh, the, uh, one of them, he he, he ran away from the, the house, and then when he finished all the money, he came back. His father started to celebrate for him because he was dead on his eyes before. So then, then after three years, uh, she said, I want to come to church. I said, uh, you're welcome so he she came to church and after that uh, three years after she became baptized and i was screaming over there i said thanks god i have a christian wife now
0: god is faithful god is faithful and sometimes we try to take the shortcut out right it's easier it's easier to run it's easier to chop off but it's far more blessed like you said, in patience, let God do the work. Mm-hmm. Let God work in the heart. And when a man is convinced of his own will, if you're convinced against your will, you're the same person. But if, you conv- if you're convinced because that's what you firmly believe, because God made the
1: change. Well, one thing I j- it just came to my mind right now, um, Psalm chapter 1, verse one to six. It's talking about the, the, uh, when the tree planted beside the water and the roots inside the soil, that tree always ever gonna be green. And always is gonna it's gonna give seasonal fruits. So this is message to us. If we meditate in the word of God day and night. We will find a clue. We look for the clue. And we will find a little nugget inside there. It's like an inspector. We just have to look for the clue inside of it. And that tree, the leaves of that tree, is telling us what kind of tree it is no matter what we do in our life thus we think we are success but anything we do it becomes zero and zero times zero is zero but when you put one beside zero your zero become ten and if you add another zero your ten so basically, it's multiplied by 10 for you. The one is Almighty God. If he is not in your life, no matter what you do, it's absolutely zero. So this is a message from our Lord to each one of us. To be encouraged. I was just, um, tell, I, I forgot your name, um, Alex. And then um, I was asking him, why, why are you not getting baptized, man? I told him a story that uh, it was, uh, there was a jungle and uh, three people, it was dark, three people, they were walking. And suddenly uh, the voice came and told them, why don't you pick up some of those fruits? And, and when the sun comes, you will be happy and sorry. So they pick up some of those fruits and they left. When the sun came out, they realized the voice was telling them. So they check, see what, what we have. They check, whatever they picked was diamond. They are sorry that they didn't pick up more, but they were happy at least they picked some. So before the son of God come down, pick whatever we can do. Because then it's going to be sorry. You're going to be sorry for it.
0: Thank you, Brother Sitar. We really appreciate your time and effort. The The Lord be thanked. We really appreciate that. Um, We're going to have a closing uh, prayer. Brother Zoran, can we ask you to close in a prayer for us? If you have a hymn as well. Thank you, Brother Sitar. I appreciate that. Hymn number 140, and we can sing all f- three verses of 140. The, the Apostle Peter tells us that we should always be ready to give a testimony. Of that hope which is within us as the Apostle Paul says that I apprehend those things for which I was apprehended like God Christ arrested the Apostle Paul on the way to Damascus he apprehended him and now he's apprehending others as well and doing the will of God as was commissioned to us by the Lord Jesus Christ Therefore, go and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. And Christ has, through the foolishness of preaching, chosen to save those that believe on our gospel message which we pass on to them. And perhaps the very experience that we have had would be living proof to them that Christ has done this marvellous work in their lives. May that encourage us to be ambassadors of reconciliation for the Lord's sake. To him be the glory evermore. Amen. This concludes our service and God bless you all.